past the king, a place of dread and suffering. Forged in terror and filled with fears, hopeless daydreams and desperate nightmares. Many stories like this one start out with a dark and stormy night, but the spring of 1983 was unusually clear, the nights airy, crisp, and cloudless. In this case, one might start instead with a full moon, but though this story is about a wolf, there was no moon in the sky. In fact, there had been no moon seen for a full week in mid-April which locals chalked up to a singular moon-shaped sky-colored cloud that must have been hovering in place directly in front of it. Regardless of the reason, the darkness provided perfect cover for the nighttime activity of choice for Christ the King's errant youth, cow-tipping. It was on one of these nights that a trio of local teenagers infiltrated a cow pasture. They were led by Freddie Fitz, the second most popular boy in the 11th grade, along with his friend who is not important and so will go unnamed, and plucky 16-year-old Sally Summerisle, who tagged along reluctantly because she was nursing a crush on Freddie. I'm not so sure about this, you guys. Stop being a stick in the mud, Sally. Freddie, what if we hurt him or get caught? Don't worry so much, Sally. Cows can't feel pain. Yeah, cows can't feel, dummy. Not even the existential dread that eats away at all of us. I don't know if that's right. Just give it a shot. Here, this one looks good. Just put your hands like this and give her a little push. Well, all right. Here goes nothing. But as Freddie Fitz and his unimportant friend fled the scene, Sally Summerisle remained frozen in place next to the cow she was about to tip, even as rifle-toting farmers descended on the pasture. Fire! Hey, boy! Think we finally got one. Help. What was that? Hold up. Some still moving. Someone. Help. You there. It can be. Yeah, I only winged one of them. Here, I'll finish them off. Wait. What in the hell? Where'd you come from? Young lady, get away from that wild animal. He's still alive. I heard him say something. You heard the animal say something? Miss. 
Help me, please. I'm allergic to bullets. He did it again! I didn't hear nothing. Hank, Hank did, did you? Of course not. She's probably high. On drugs. Damn near wandered into the middle of our line of fire. I don't need that sort of thing in my conscience again. I don't know, Hank. That's Donna Myrtle's girl. She's a pretty good kid from what I know. Don't be naive, Merv. When I was her age, I was going to church like a good boy in the morning. Then sneaking out at night to drink moonshine and shoot stray cats and chillins with my slinger. Please. Don't let them kill me. He did it again. Don't you hear him? I'm sorry, miss. But this here wolf's been a thorn in our rudest side for far too long. No! Now what do you think you're doing? Move out the way! No, please. I swear I heard. Just let me take him home with me. Look at his leg. He's not going anywhere. Why are you sticking your neck out for this animal, huh? I just got this feeling about him. I'll keep him in my garage. He'll be no bother nobody. Dagnabbit girl, why are you making this so difficult? Murph, what's going on out there? Now listen up, Miss Summerisle. I'm not about to sit here all night arguing with you over this. If you really want to take this beast home with you, so be it. But that means he's your responsibility here. If he gets out, does any more damage, it's your door we'll be knocking at, understand? Yes, sir. Alright, now let's pop a muzzle on this fuzzball beef eater. I'll drive you home. Come on now, don't be scared. Thank you. Thank you. The next morning, the wolf was resting up with a splint on its leg in the Summer Isle's garage, chained to a pole. Mr. Wolf? Who's there? Uh, my name's Sally. You remember me? How could I forget? You're the girl that saved me. <laughs> I knew you could talk. I brought you some water. Thank you, young miss. Sorry. My dad made me do that. I can't even really believe he let me keep you here in the first place. He said he must be getting soft. Here, I'll just slide this. Why couldn't the farmers hear you? Why was I the only one? People hear what they want to hear. I imagine those farmers didn't much care what I had to say. On account of... They killed my whole family. What? Oh no. That's terrible. I... Tis the way of the world. Those farmers need those cows to eat. We wolves need to eat those cows. I have my nature. They have theirs. We always knew things could end up this way. Still, it's very sad. I am so sorry. Quite alright. But what were you doing out there all on your lonesome? Oh, I wasn't. I mean, I was with a friend, but he ran off. Doesn't sound like much of a friend. Why didn't you run off with him? I don't know. I always wanted to be a veterinarian. I never saw much difference between any sort of living creature. You were in need. Also, you talked, and that seemed pretty special. I'm glad you stayed. For my sake. Me too. Sally, I told you I don't want you going too close to that there wolf. 
Sure he's full of more teeth and disease than a $5 French lesson off a St. Louis streetwalker. Dad, he can talk. Say something, Mr. Wolf. Tell him your tragic story. You're watching too much TV, or reading too many books, or taking too many vitamins, I don't know. Just pull your head out of the clouds, Missy, and be careful! Why didn't you say anything? Truth be told, I'm awful shy around people I don't trust. You trust me? How could I not trust a girl with a smile like that? <laughs> Settle down, class. Settle down. Settle down. I say, settle down. Now, what has got you kids all excitable? Why are you all sitting on top of your desks? Miss Hartley, look what Sally brought in for show and tell. Let me get my glasses. My goodness! Sally, you've got a wolf sitting under your desk. Did you bring that thing into our classroom? I'm sorry, but I couldn't just leave him tied up in the garage all day. I thought I could bring him in to show everyone. She's keeping it as a pet? A wolf? Sally, this is utterly inappropriate. But Darlene brought in her dog. This is Anastasia. She's a French poodle and she's perfect. That's Oh well, that tried to eat my daddy's cattle. You don't understand. He's special. Excuse me! Principal Cleaver, what can I do for you? So it's true. Someone has brought a smelly, shaggy wild beast onto school grounds. It must be removed immediately. Nina, I can trust you to handle this. If it eats one of the kindergartners, you can't imagine the paperwork. Of course, sir. I don't understand. He's not hurting anyone, just minding his own business. Look, he's so well-behaved. If you just gave him a chance, you'd see he's just like you or me. That's not the way it works, I'm afraid. Wolves are our natural enemies, and we don't ask why. That's just the way it's been, and that's the way it'll always be. We don't like to change things in Cross the Cane. It's why humans stay away from wolves and why we have show and tell in 10th grade where most schools would teach evolution or S-E-X ed and why we haven't replaced anything in this school since World War II. At this point in the story, people often ask, Mr. Fresco or Willard if they're getting too familiar, is this story a thinly veiled metaphor touching on themes of inclusion or discrimination perhaps? The answer is no. It is not a metaphor. It is a true story about a wolf who may or may not have been able to talk. Some people also ask me, Mr. Fresco, did the homeroom teacher at Christ the King Public School really have the same name as 1980s adult film star Nina Hartley? The answer to that question is yes. Anyway. Just then, as Ms. Hartley was a-lecturing, the student's attention was drawn upward. The large silver air conditioning unit above their teacher's head, which had been loose since an ill-fated firebomb drill in 1943, lurched forward slightly. Ah! Uh, Miss Hartley? 
That's why I must insist that you take that wolf home at once. Miss Hartley! And if you don't... Look out, the air conditioner. Mr. Wolf! my desk and knocked her out of the way. <coughs> that air conditioner was about to squash her like my birth squashed my mother's acting career. <coughs> Could you see? <coughs> I can't see anything with all this dust. <coughs> Where's my dog? The dust cleared, and the students gathered around Ms. Hartley and the wolf, which sat on top of her, licking her face. I'm all right, children. Good job, Mr. Wolf. Anastasia, where'd you go? News of the wolf's actions spread throughout the school. The principal relented and allowed the wolf to spend the rest of the day at school, so long as he was chained up outside. Two days later, it was Sunday. Come on, Mr. Wolf. We don't want to be late to church. Oh, you just look so handsome, with your fur all clean and brushed up. I've never had a bath before, Miss Sally. I feel like a regular dandy. <laughs> you look it, with that little bow tie. Come on now, let's get inside. Hold it right there, Missy. What's wrong, Pastor Cobb? Miss Summerisle, I know a girl like you isn't intending to bring a thing like that in here. I do intend. Why shouldn't I? Animals are not allowed in God's house. Didn't Jesus say, let the animals come to me? He said that about children, of the human persuasion. Even if he wasn't an animal, I couldn't allow a murderer inside. Murderer? Like Ronnie Taylor? That was downgraded to manslaughter. I'll have you know Mr. Wolf here is anything but a killer. He saved my teacher's life. Oh, I heard all about it. And my goddaughter Darlene says that this beast used the commotion to eat her poodle right up. That's ridiculous. That dumb dog was probably just sick of wearing those stupid ribbons and ran off. You wouldn't eat someone's dog, right? Mr. Wolf? Say something. If you'll excuse me. It's so unfair. Mr. Wolf, why didn't you say anything? He's a pastor. I'm sure he would respond to your tragic story. My tragic story? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Oh, very sad. Uh, I guess I didn't think I could say anything to convince him. That man has been taught his entire life to exclude folks like me. How could he accuse you of eating that dog? Just because of what you look like on the outside, he assumes the worst. Again, this is not some kind of metaphor. This actually happened. Aren't you angry? I should have expected this. I've been a darn fool thinking I could come here and live with you. That people would forget who I am. Besides, it's not fair to you. 
Everyone's thinking you're crazy for taking me in. Well, it's been tough, sure, but I- I have cherished the time I've spent living with you, Miss Sally. But I think maybe I should just go back to the mountains where I belong. No! You can't let them make you think like that. Remember when you saved Miss Hartley and the whole school was talking about it? They saw your true, kind nature just for a moment. We just gotta get you out there and show these people what you're really made of. Cow meat? No. Goodness. So Sally Summerall and the wolf instead spent their Sunday on a tour of good deeds across Christ the King, Missouri, and bystanders took notice. Excuse me, sir. Do you need any help with that? I suppose I do. Why, I've never seen a wolf paint a fence before. He's holding one brush in his tail and one in his teeth. Ma'am, can me and Mr. Wolf here help you folks carry your groceries? I'm not sure. I don't like the way he's looking at Ralphie, my chubby nephew. He's licking his lips and drooling. (laughs) Don't worry. That's how he looks at a lot of people. It just means he likes you. Well, we do have quite a few bags. That wolf is looking at that plump child with a glint in his eye, but I'll be dipped if he isn't carrying those groceries. Hey, look! It's Freddy's unimportant friend. No time, Sally. I'm late for Rock Club. It's where me and my friends try to hit each other with rocks. Oh, well, if you're late, you could just get on Mr. Wolf's back. He'll get you there in no time. Uh, if you're really sure it's safe... Whoa! Look at them go. That looks fun. Should we ask if we can get a turn? Why not? We've been following around all day. We really need jobs. As the sun set on a very long Sunday, Sally and the wolf returned home to find her father standing in the doorway. Sally, I need to talk to you about that wolf. Uh Uh-oh. What now? Our phone's been ringing off the hook with folks calling to thank him for everything he's been doing! Really? Your classmate Darlene called and apologized for accusing that wolf of eating her dog. After hearing how he reupholstered all the furniture in her grandmother's nursing home, without thumbs, I might add, what she says that such an upstanding creature couldn't have done anything like that. Really? Said her dog probably just ran off like you said. A A bunch of people's pets have disappeared in the past couple days. Something in the water, I guess? Oh, Pastor Cobb wanted to invite you both back to church next week. You hear that, Mr. Wolf? I'm very proud. He can stay in our garage as long as he likes. Oh, be right back. We're having burgers for dinner. And I'm making one of them extra rare for Mr. Wolf here. Can you believe it, Mr. Wolf? I owe it all to you. I wanted to give up. You believed in me. Aw, it was nothing. Let's get inside, you hairy Samaritan. Much later that night, when most of the town had gone to sleep hours ago, the drunks, degenerates, and denizens that deigned to serve them had begun their stumbling migration home. At Mike's Watering Hole, best known as the most flammable stain on Main Street, the last of the customers had just hobbled out. Or so thought Jeff, the bartender. Bar's closed! You can come back in tomorrow... 
Wait. Who's there? Hello? Oh. I, I didn't see you down there. You're that wolf everyone's been talking about. Last call, bartender. Uh, whoa! You can talk! Well, I suppose you could stay for one drink. I mean, I, I hear you've been helping a lot of folks out. Hop on that stool, my furry fellow. Thanks, friend. I'll have a whiskey. Two claws. I mean, fingers. Coming right up. Gotta say, it's not every day I get to serve a talking animal. My name's Jeff. Nice to meet you, Jeff. Could you put that in a bowl, champ? Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, it's it's funny. Everyone thought that uh, that Summerall girl was touched in the head, saying you could talk. But evidently, you know, uh, you can. Evidently. How's that? I mean, you don't mind me asking. How's that? Possible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all right. Most folks are too scared to ask. They just come up with their own theories. I've been around a long time, visit a lot of different places, see? And I've heard the wildest stories about myself. I've heard my father was a wolf, but my mother was a human, and she taught her monstrous son the English language. I heard that I don't really talk, but I fix folks with my gaze, and I hypnotize them into thinking I can. I've even heard that I'm just the devil in disguise. Lots of outlandish things. Hey, one of them has to be true, right? Maybe they all are. Funny, though. Folks get so fixated on how, they forget to ask why. Why? Hmm. Not how I can talk, but why do I talk? Why am I here? I don't understand. You're here for the same reason any of us are, right? Just to... to be here? Huh. Why am I here? Well, n never mind. People around here don't usually pry like that. We don't want to be rude, especially now we know you're not some man-eating monster. I wouldn't jump to conclusions, Jeff. Truth is, man-eating monster isn't too far off. <laughs> what are you talking about? You ever hear the saying, forbidden fruit tastes the sweetest? If I had a motto, that would be it. See, wolves mostly track small prey. <laughs> well, maybe some cows. But we don't hunt people. Not because we don't want to, but because it's too dangerous. If you gobble one up, the rest will hunt you out, you see? Humans have a way of holding grudges. But if you're an especially charming creature like myself, and can make them trust you. Let you get close. What are you saying? Well, you can taste that forbidden fruit. And let me tell you, Jeff, it tastes so sweet. You, you, you don't have to go home, but, but you can't stay here. Hey, Sally. Oh, hi, Freddy. I haven't seen you since... Since we rescued that wolf? We? Yeah. Where is he, anyway? He's at home resting up. Think the last few days left him plumb tired. Is your locker in the South Hall, too? I've never seen you down here before. It's not. I was looking for you. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking... Do you want to come to the spring dance with me? The Lancaster Lodge owes my dad a favor he can't talk about for insurance reasons so we could get a free room after. 
Oh, uh... And we're getting a group together, so we could bring that wolf along. He could be like our mascot. He's all anyone's talking about, you know? Freddy, I... I can't believe this is what I thought I wanted. What? No. My answer is no. I gotta go. What? Where are you? Fine. Whatever. I don't care. You smell like Montana. <clears throat> Back at the wolf's den. Uh, I mean, garage. Sally, what are you doing home from school so early? Is everything all right? I came here because I realized something that's going to sound crazy. I... I think I'm in love with you, Mr. Wolf. You're like no man or animal I've ever met before. Kind and intelligent and so charming. Sally Summerisle, I loved you the moment I saw you standing over me that night on the farm. Oh, I am so happy to hear that. I just, I just want to be with you, Mr. Wolf, but I don't know how. Come here. Lie down on my blanket. I don't... I don't know anything. I don't know what to do. That's alright. You can trust me. I just want to lie here forever with you. I feel so close to you. Yeah, um, listen, I gotta run. What? Yeah, I've, I've got a, I've got an errand. You don't want to cuddle? Hey, this is fun. I'll be around, all right? Hmm. Marked territory. The next day. Class! Now sit down, everyone. Miss Hartley is not in today. She left late last night very abruptly, and I didn't have time to call in a substitute. So enjoy your free period. Excuse me, Principal Cleaver. Yes, Miss Summerall. Do you know what happened to Miss Hartley? Vacation, apparently. God knows she needs one, but I would have appreciated a warning. Say, where's that wolf friend of yours? You know he's welcome around here anytime. Uh, I don't know. I've actually got this weird feeling that I might have been wrong about him. I don't think so, Sally. That wolf changed a flat tire for me. He's an upstanding member of our community. And so deliciously charming. But it's very strange that Miss Hartley disappeared all of a sudden, isn't it? I thought so, too. After she didn't show up for her first class this morning, I went by her house. Guess she left in a hurry. The door was open. All her things were strewn about. But then I found a note which cleared everything up. Can I see it? Sure, I have it here. See, gone vacation. Principal Cleaver, I don't think that's Miss Hartley's writing. Whatever do you mean? It's hardly legible. Looks like it was written by someone holding the pen in their left hand or mouth. Well, I guess. She was probably just in a hurry. Maybe she's got one of those last minute discounts in the mail. I think the same thing happened with that bartender down at Mike's. Someone else disappeared, too? 
And so Sally decided to use her surprise free period for to head downtown and conduct some rogue Nancy Druin. Miss, are you old enough to be in this bar? Excuse me, are you the owner here? Did one of your bartenders disappear mysteriously? Well, Jeff left without locking up a couple nights ago. Not like him. I showed up in the morning to find the door unlocked and vandals had gotten in overnight. What do you mean, vandals? Place was a mess. Glasses shattered, tables turned over, blood everywhere. Blood? Yeah, these delinquents must have thrown pig's blood or whatever around because the place was soaked. You know how kids are these days with their pranks. I don't think that's accurate. Don't get me wrong. I was a teenager once, threw around my share of pig's blood, though usually just on that quiet girl. Anyway, I was worried about Jeff at first until I found this note from him. Said he's gone on vacation. Can I see? I guess so. See? Vacation. Same handwriting. And... (gasps) Sir? This is signed with a paw print. Hmm. Maybe that don't make a whole lot of sense in hindsight. Who could it have been? My god. It's Mr. Wolf. The Wolf? Nonsense. He helped me with our taxes. No small feat in this establishment. Anyhow, they're having that ceremony right now. Ceremony? The mayor's so taken with that son of a furball. He's holding an impromptu ceremony down the way what to give him the key to the city. Think nearly everyone in Christ the King is headed there now. Oh no! Tell me how it goes, you hear? The crowd that packed the town square that afternoon even surpassed the size of the throng that gathered to watch fireworks the previous 4th of July. Unlike that 4th of July, however, nobody was scared of losing life and her limb to one of Ronnie Taylor's homemade fireworks. On the contrary, the mood was warm, jubilant even. A makeshift stage had been constructed upon which stood the mayor of the town. Above his head hung a banner that read, Thank you, Mr. Wolf. <clears throat> this thing on? Good, good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for all gathering here today to help me present this token of our gratitude to this wolf here. I speak for everyone here when I thank you for all you've done for us and apologize for how we treated you at first. I think we've learned a lesson or two since you've been here. Now, as mayor of Christ the King, I bestow upon ye the key to the city and declare this date Wolf Appreciation Day! (laughs) And there stood a defiant Sally in front of the procession, arms outstretched. What's happening, little miss? Why don't you join our parade? We're having such fun. It won't work, Mr. Wolf. Your silver tongue and magnetic eyes have no effect on me. Because now, I know the truth. What's she on about? I have reason to believe that Miss Hartley, Jeff the bartender, and Darlene's poodle for that matter, did not simply go missing, but were killed by this dang dirty wolf. Hey, that's the projector for the Mr. Wolf slideshow. I was shocked, too. He seems so trustworthy. But please stand by for the presentation. Exhibit A. 
Notes left at the scene, signed not by a human, but with a paw print, matching that of Canis Lupus, a.k.a. a wolf. <laughs> Exhibit B, patches of dark fur scattered around both the personal residence of Miss Hartley and Mike's watering hole. <gasps> Exhibit C, blood. Blood all over the place. In Excuse me? Excuse me? What? What is it? Uh, Sally, pardon me. I just want to say, this is all very interesting, but I personally don't know if I particularly care. What? But look at the blood! Yeah, I'll have to agree. I mean, Miss Hartley has been a teacher here for 20 years, and frankly speaking, she's always been a real bitch. She never gives extensions. Yeah. She once only gave me half credit on a day late paper. And the bartender always cuts people off too early. If I can pay for 11 beers, I should be able to drink 11 beers. Yeah! And I don't know about you guys, but I can't count the number of times that poodle laid a pudding puddle on my lawn. I guess what we're saying, Sally, is that we appreciate your concern. But this wolf has really endeared himself to us. And he's just so... charming, you know? I can't believe this! Believe it, Sally. How much you join the parade? Get out of the way. But I trusted you. I loved you. We... we spent the night together. Mr. Wolf. I thought you loved me only. Oh, now, Melinda, you know I said that with... My name is Kathleen. Wait, I... I wasn't the only one? Now, hold on here. Did this wolf go and lie with every woman in town? Sure looks that way. I know I once voted for a peanut farmer for president, but I can't say I'd take too kindly to an outsider coming into town and engaging in interspecies congress with our wives daughters, and mistresses. You're breaking our heart. Now, everyone, let's calm down. Remember how I helped you out with all your menial tasks? Remember how charming I am? Get that flea bagger! With that, they tore that multi-timing wolf limb from limb. And poor Sally Summerisle, she didn't even bother to stick around and watch. Nobody talked much about the incident afterwards. However, when she had a meeting with the career counselor at school that next month, Sally did say she'd lost interest in being a veterinarian. On the rare occasion this strange episode gets brought up, most everyone what was there insists they never heard that wolf talk even once. Of course, your high and mighty professor types might get all thinky on you and say, perhaps the truth here ain't so literal. Well, let me tell you, this still ain't no yabber-jabber metaphor. If you gotta call it something, though, I'd have to call it another desperate nightmare. 
You have been listening to Desperate Nightmares from Christ the King, Missouri. Episode, A Wolf in Wolf's Clothing. Dramatized by Michael Bontadibus and featuring the Christ the King players. Sophie Larson as Sally Summerisle. Dan Thayer as the wolf. Josh Gregory as the unimportant boy, Sally's dad, and the mayor of Christ the King. Drew Richardson as Merv the Farmer, Principal Cleaver, and Jeff the Bartender. Nick Duggan as Freddie Fitz, the bar manager and bystander one. Nina Moses as Merv's wife, their daughter Darlene, and bystander two. Isla Combs as Nina Hartley and bystander three. And Reeves Elliott as Hank the Farmer. Special guest star Michael Citroniti as Pastor Samuel Cobb. And as always, Willard Fresco as himself. Recorded at Christ the King Studios in Brooklyn, New York. Narration recorded by Willard Fresco in the basement of Christ the King Second Methodist Church, Christ the King, Missouri. Edited by Jack Healy and Reeves Elliott and mastered by Travis the Young. Closing theme by Arrington de Dioniso. Opening theme by Arrington de Dioniso and Willard Fresco. Additional music by Kevin McLeod, Audionautics, Fox Wolf, and Reverend William Foster. Sound effects from freesound.org in the YouTube audio library. Desperate Nightmares from Christ the King, Missouri is brought to you by executive producer Willard Fresco and co-producers Reeves Elliott and Jack Healy. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. Please rate and review on iTunes or whichever platform you use to listen to this show. And if you can, please support us on our Patreon page. Every little bit helps to keep Willard and the Nightmares alive.